What's up, listeners? Welcome to another episode of Forty Going On Eighteen, the podcast where three longtime friends in their forties talk about anything and everything. Today, we're talking about health issues in midlife, what to watch out for, and how to stay healthy. Let's go. Hey guys, how are you? Good, phenomenal. Well, continuing the theme of, I guess, life slash death from our previous episode. <laughs> Um, now that we're comfortably well in our forties, we want to talk about we want to talk about how our bodies, our minds have have changed. You know, our health in general. How is it different than what it was 10, 15 years ago, right? And what was sort of maybe the tipping point that made us realize, oh shoot, I can't keep doing what I used to do. So maybe we should start with that. Anybody want to volunteer? What was the the trigger point for you to realize, oh man, my body, my mind is just not what it used to be. Well, for for me, we have these uh, annual volleyball tournaments. So uh, in the the Indonesian community has these uh, ones oh, wow. that happen happen once a year. <laughs> cool. And mm. uh, Fran, you and I used to play volleyball in the league uh, growing up, and it was, it was all good. So, dude, uh, how come how- I was never in- invited when I was, you know, you were not in the country. <laughs> you were not, not in the, the country. country. <laughs> <laughs> you you kind of need to be around in order to play, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway, so so there was one. This is this is pre-COVID, a couple of years ago, um, and and I hadn't played for a while, um, and and they invited me to play, and uh, we we played and uh, for for the whole day type of thing, and at, by the end of it, I was I was spent, and I probably took a good like week and a half, almost two to recover <laughs> off of one day. And it was just like, oh man, like normally I do this, and like the next day I'd be fine. Or two days later, I'll be fine. That sort of thing. And uh, this one is is one where I know my body is different. Like I I, I didn't stretch on on that one for sure, which which is Ooh. horrible. That that's definitely not something that you should do. And then yeah, it was just horrible. And then I remember uh, they they asked me the year after. I'm like, uh, I'm not sure I want to do this anymore because <laughs> the previous year was so bad. But but and, then I look at you bit... were you were fairly active though, even going into that. Right? It wasn't like you didn't you weren't exercising. Before no, you I think I think in that part it was was uh, a stage where I wasn't as active. As I, as okay. I was, right? okay. So, so okay. that's probably a lot to, to do with it. Um, so I was active, and there was a stint where a couple of years I just wasn't doing much at all. Mm. Uh, and uh, yeah, went to the doctor, had high cholesterol and stuff. So, so you got to exercise more, and so I started taking it seriously uh, mm. a, a little while ago. So I'm a lot better. Um, so if, if you talk about how it was 10 years ago, I'm actually quite a bit better now than I was maybe seven to 10 years ago, that sort of thing. So there was probably that stint where it was not good before then it was, it was there. So uh, that was kind of the wake up call for me is like, you know what, I gotta, I gotta take care of myself a little bit, a little bit better. So that was probably five years ago or something like that, right? So seven years ago, something like that. Well, what a way to turn around that ship, man. Congrats. (laughs) Well, I think what I've really noticed in the last few years is the, recovery rate has been slower. So it used to be when I, you know, sprained something or, you know, hurt a part of my body, I feel like it would, it was much quicker in terms of like how quickly my body gets back to, to where it should be. So the recovery rate was just quicker, but now let's say if I were to sprain a shoulder, it's like a three, six, three to six months process to kind of get it back to where it was versus before wow. it's like, you know, a couple of weeks, it's, it's kind of back. Um, so I think certainly in the 40s range is where I noticed that things are not bouncing back as quickly. So that's when you start to feel like, okay, you know, this is what it's about. 
this how how aging is. Um, you know, it is what it is, but you got to kind of accept that uh, things are not probably not going to get any easier. Yeah, it's pretty humbling. I was playing squash a couple of years ago without warming up because squash mm. courts were like a premium, like you were paying by, oh, you know, you had like an hour. So warming up was kind of like a quote unquote waste of time. <laughs> oh, dude. And, you know, just like bad intense, very high intensity sport, very high impact. And I just lunged for, 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 the, uh, for the ball and just sort of like tweaked my back. And that mm. was like, Oof. that was it. Then I realized, oh man, you know what? I've done this before. I'm going to recover in three days. <laughs> I, that did not happen. I recovered. It took me quite a while, quite a bit longer to recover. And yeah, it's when I realized I can't be doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. I've got to warm up. I've got to learn to, to, to have a cool down routine. And in fact, as we talked in our previous podcast um, episode, that maybe these high impact activities, I should not be uh, engaging as like, as aggressively. Uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's so sad because I, you know, enjoy these, these activities, but that was the wake up call for me. And, and yeah, you're right, Fran. It's the recovery period is just so elongated, but now that we're very much understanding that our, uh, our bodies in our forties are significantly different than in our twenties, except for Luki, you've, you've now like <laughs> gotten I'm better. Not back to my 20 year old self. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably where I should have been in my thirties. That's what <laughs> So what do you guys think about our, let's say, you know, the top, top two, top three things that you are very much concerned about now uh, in your forties and maybe advice on how you've been able to stay, uh, stay healthy against that or, or found, found ways to kind of, uh, you know, you've, you felt it. And then now you found ways to, through thought, through, through maybe talking to doctors, if you guys see doctors, like to address those issues. Yeah, so I don't see any doctors, which is not <laughs> recommended because I feel like everybody tells me that that is not the right way to do it. That you probably should be getting regular checkups uh, so that you can participate in, I suppose, preventative measures. But I'm just like, you know what? Something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. And I'll just deal with it when it happens. Dude, can maybe, I, it's, <laughs> maybe it's not the I, right way to do it. <laughs> I'm going to give you a, versus proactive, right? So. I hate to interrupt, but I'm going to give you a counter example right now. Okay. And it's not about humans, about cats. Uh, so we had, uh, during COVID, we skipped a vet visit for one mm. year. Um, and, and our vet was very, very old too. So we weren't sure how he was going to survive, but he survived. His, his practice is still working, but that's beside the point. Um, we skipped one year's visit. And so call it like 16 months later, all of a sudden, each of our cats had significant health issues. Mm. One of them had a something uh, in his rear and another one had like something in his teeth. Mm. And that resulted in substantial vet bills, dude. And, and also the, the scare of having to go to the pet ER. I mean, if you've never been to a pet ER, it's just ridiculous. Like they'll just like, I don't know, they'll, they'll, it's, it's, for another story, but they'll just tell you things that like really make you feel like, is this really happening? And I don't know. It was very traumatic. So <laughs> I'm just telling you, man, like we skipped one year and it happened that <laughs> they both had significant health issues. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that that's, we shouldn't be doing that once again. It's just, <laughs> I'm just in a state where I feel like, okay, maybe I'll start considering it. But I just have, I, I seriously have not done a checkup since I was probably 10 years old. Wow. 
right? So, and I've not really gone to a doctor since then, other, other than if I had like a really sprained like foot or something. So I went to see a doctor just to get an x-ray. But aside from that, I haven't been sick or felt weird pains or anything like that, that I needed to go to the doctor or the hospital. So it's been fine for the last 30 odd years. So that's why I figured I'll just keep it that way. But of course, again, it's probably not the right thing to do. But one of the things that I'm most worried about is maybe uh, memory losses as we start going into our, our 40s and 50s and that I felt that I was much better at remembering things in my 30s and 20s. And then I feel like nowadays I need to write down things a little bit more. It could be a function of like, I feel like I have a lot of things going on. So I'd rather just write everything down and scheduling everything out just so for the sake of not forgetting something. Yep. But I do feel like that I never had to do that, you know, in my 20s or 30s. And I feel like I'm doing that more, just making sure that I don't forget something. Not that I necessarily will forget. It's just I feel like I need to like write things down just in case. So that kind of bothers me a little bit that I have to really start doing that. I don't know how you get around that or how do you improve upon that, right? Uh, Exercise, mahjong. (laughs) (laughs) Being social. Yeah, memory well, games, play memory games. Memory games, all those little, yeah. uh, what was the, the, the uh, doctor something? Oh, know, yes, the Nintendo DS. I don't whatever know, that, man. That, whatever yeah. that thing. Yeah. That was proven to be unhelpful. Yeah. <laughs> Another thing that I've noticed since uh, being in my 40s is that I have to pee more, which okay. uh, I'm not very, very happy very about. Yeah. yeah, which I'm not very happy about in that, let's say, you know, at night, I have to make sure that I you know, let everything out before I go to sleep. Otherwise I'm probably waking up. Yeah, that sucks, man. Having interrupted yeah. sleep is just the worst. Yeah. And I've spoken with other, other guys also in kind of in their, in their forties. And a lot of them are starting to have kind of this similar issue. So I don't know. It is, maybe it is what it is. I don't know. I think for me, if I, if I this is what we much- should have, this is what we should have a doctor in our, in our pod as a guest so that we can actually talk about some of this stuff. Get and some have, a, have some definitive answers, <laughs> yes. man. Like, I don't want some like, oh yeah, it's part of growing old. I'm like, no, nah, I want something. I want yeah. something to mitigate this. So, so a bit um, of a random thing. So I, I know, Fran, a couple of months we were talking about this and like, yeah, you had to go pee. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I, I had to do that too. And then I think a, a couple of days after I kind of said like, you know what, do I really have to? <laughs> and, and and I almost I almost think that I, that I willed it away. Mm. And <laughs> seriously, since then, I did not. Ha- I haven't had to go pee during the night. Oh, it's okay. one of those crazy things where, like, interesting. Hmm. So that that's why I'm I, I'm really a, a believer of that kind of, um, like, he who thinks you can or he who thinks he can't, because it's happened to me so many times that with just the, the, the change in thought, the, the with the expectation, because I was expecting, oh yeah, tonight I'm going to have to go pee and I'm not going to mm-hmm. have a good night's rest, sleep, and all that sort of stuff. And of course, it happened. But then I kind of said, no, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be fully rested. And I was. <laughs> so so, I, so I this, is a be- this is a belief uh, mantra that you say before you go to sleep. Yeah. And it's just the belief. Okay. It's like, like, yeah, I won't have to do this. And, and like, so far, so good. <laughs> right? All right, dude, uh, I'm going to do that tonight, man. <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you record a, a, a short, like, voice video, uh, voice for us. Yeah. So, you know, put some music in and, you know. <laughs> Yeah, you can play this. Sleep to it, Kurt. You will not pee in your bed tonight. (laughs) (laughs) 
No, but I, I, I like I don't say it out loud as like a like a affirmation or mantra or something. I just say it a couple of times like and, and I have this belief that you know what I'm gonna sleep well and all that and, and it seems to work, right? Yeah, it might be this kind of hokey thing, but so far so good. Dude, I, I think you seriously put that in like a urologist's office and you'll get <laughs> tons of like referrals, man. What about you um, then? Have you have you guys experienced any other um issues that you might be concerned about as we get older? The eating, the whole, oh, like, okay. just eating uncontrollably. I mean, you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like eating uncontrollably. Oh yeah, I do that. Sugar and dessert at night. I oh, don't yeah. think I can do that anymore, man. And like, it's so uh, good and, though, man. It's like I, I feel like I need to give my body at least like twelve hours of of like recovery from having to digest anything. So like, oh okay, I gotta like basically try to stop eating at like 7 30 and then i think that helps me because if i start if i keep eating stuff until like nine o'clock i wake up the next morning i feel kind of awful and sometimes mm-hmm. i won't be have a good quality of sleep so yeah i think that's been a big change the metabolism i guess um and the, the intestinal tract uh has has diminished so do you snack a lot you find then is that what it is you know or just you have a lot of meals yeah i know at night i think i do snack and i think that's another thing that i've i go sort of up and down about like there are hmm. periods of time where i'm like pretty good about snacking another time i just like man this is like maybe it's a bit of, it's been a rough week and i go grab my my you know my box of like chips or, or or cookies you know yeah definitely not great and uh looky if you've got any kind of ma- mantra i can like chant to like <laughs> get over that <laughs> send it my way dude Sure, if you really want. Um, stop eating. <laughs> yeah, stop. <laughs> Don't eat the cookie. <laughs> just keep like that on repeat. On um, no, yeah. but, but seriously, one of the things actually I've been starting to do is it's it's a concept, it's called, it's called uh, urge surfing, right? So one is just being aware of the urge. So so it's like I, I uh, at night, usually on the weekends, I'll, I'll grab a bowl of chips and, and start eating it, right? And then I'll have the urge to do it. And then I, 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 just in my head, I say, just urge surfing and saying like, do, do I actually want to eat it? Do I actually need to eat it? And just kind of sit with that and the feeling of it. And then eventually in a couple of minutes, it's gone. And it's just kind of like the, the weirdest thing. <laughs> so again, a lot of these things are, are, are a little bit kind of hokey, but I mean, for me, they, they work. Now it doesn't work every time because some of it is like, do I actually want it? And then sometimes I'll be like, yeah, I actually yeah. want it. And I want to eat I, it. Yeah, and I, I let myself, like, right? Yeah, you kind of have to talk yourself out of certain things. That's, that's, yeah. why, I, that's what I do too. Yep. So, right. so I just talk, I'm like, you know, yeah, you, 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 you have a craving for something, chips, snacks, whatever it is. And you're just like, you know, if I eat this, it's going to make me feel a certain way afterwards. It's worth it. And you just kind of talk yourself out of it. Yeah. So pre-record that dialogue or something and then play that to yourself. (laughs) Yeah. So it sounds like it's a bit of a mental game for for folks. And and most of the stuff is right. Like, but, but for for me, in terms of things that have been coming up, I've been experiencing, well, more back pain where Mm. just with, with, uh, like COVID and the sedentary lifestyle, just at home in front of a computer all the time, like sitting, sitting down. Yeah. So I ended up getting like, like a kneeling chair, uh, did, did not work. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> uh, I, I got a standing desk, 
Okay. Mar- marginally works, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's only marginal, really. Yeah, because the the concept is is standing. You're still sedentary. You're just sedentary standing up <laughs> because you're still not <laughs> moving, right? Because the whole point is is the movement of it. Yes, you're 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 not sitting, but you're just standing all the time. So it's not that much better. So I actually got. A, I think we mentioned before in one of our health episodes that I got a rebounder. Uh, and and that has been helpful. And and really, it's just to to get away from the computer, taking a minute, two minutes to, to bounce on this thing, or even walk up and down the stairs, or whatever it is, and add more movement. And that's helped a lot. And then I actually just a couple of weeks ago got into some like uh, qigong stretching <laughs> right, to kind of mm. help with the chi and more kind of energetic movement. And it's a kind of yoga slash uh, and energy work type of thing. And it, it's helped quite a bit, right? So I've only been doing it for like a, a couple of weeks now, and it's significantly better. So it's a combination of more movement and and all that sort of stuff. But over the past little while, like even pre-COVID, it, it's been a lot of uh, back pain. And But uh, thankfully, it's been better. And, and I'll let you know <laughs> how it goes over the coming uh, weeks, months, years. So. Have you considered like a stability ball as well? Because that could help kind of with the bounciness of being up and down. Yeah, I, I thought about that, um, but haven't invested in. So, so I did the other stuff, and so far that's working. So if that doesn't work, well, maybe that'll be on my Amazon shopping cart soon. <laughs> so a lot of a lot of um, solutions point to eating a better and healthier diet. To you know, like you, you are what you eat. Have you guys adapted your diet for like our forties? No. I love eating whatever I want to eat. I mean, I, you guys know me. I've tried like various weird diets. So I'll be like, no carb for a few days or a week. Uh, no sugar for a month was the most recent one. I also did a juice cleanse over a weekend one time, a couple of years back. So I tried experimenting with these things to see if there's a change in my body's behavior or my cravings. And I've noticed that none of those things actually changed anything. Even a no sugar diet, which I was quite surprised about. I thought that for sure that I would feel, you know, a little bit more energetic, um, all of that stuff, but then it just never really happened. So I just went back to eating sugar again and it didn't really bother me. And I I still feel exactly the same as I did during that one month that I was off. So no, I don't really watch what I eat because I feel like I do exercise moderately enough. I wish I do more to be honest, but yeah, you know, exercising allows me to eat whatever I want to eat. That's been my dad's like philosophy since however long i mean he still holds by that it's like calories in versus calories out and i guess so far up till recently that's been pretty that's worked for me yeah i think changing my diet slowly has been helpful too it's like a couple years ago i started eating less meat and Mm. you know adding more vegetables actually enjoying vegetables so i think it's been that's been helpful like just you know with 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 like adding more, basically adding more fiber in, into your diet. It's better, better bowel movement and things like that. Uh, yeah, I think definitely fruits and vegetables. I probably eat more nowadays than mm-hmm. I did in the past. I enjoy eating it. Dude, it, it's so boring though, man. It's like apples <laughs> and pears for me, like like during the pandemic. It's like, oh man, like there's really not a lot of... Uh, yeah, there isn't a lot. Here, you know? Yeah, like we did a lot of berries. So blackberries, strawberries, like uh, pineapples. We do quite a bit. And uh, oranges, we love the uh, Israel, Israeli Ori's. Oh, okay. Those are probably the best oranges. Are they big ones, small ones? I've never they're they're big, but one. super sweet. So they have it right now in season. So okay. if you go to any of the supermarkets right now, uh, I just bought 
you know, two bundles today. They're very specific. It actually says Ori on it, O-R-I. Okay. So look for the oranges that says that. And it actually say, like, from Israel, or Israeli oranges, huh. um, Ori's. And um, they're not like the big giant oranges, but they're they're kind of big enough. Almost like um, like a large clementine, almost. Okay. Um, easy, very easy to peel. And it's super That's sweet, important. super juicy. And we only buy Ori's uh, in the last few years. We don't buy anything else. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I, I know I eat a lot more fruits and vegetables, but to your point, it's like, yeah, at some point, the rotation gets old. Right? It's all the same <laughs> stuff. Once in a while when things are in season. So I think this is this is when it gets better when it's over like the summer, the warmer months where you get more like the mangoes, the plums and the greens and all that sort of stuff. So there's a little bit more rotation. But I, I definitely know that I've been adding a lot more um, like fruits and vegetables in, in my diet. I've been experimenting with like less meat uh once in a while as well where even if it's somewhere where it's zero meat but i, I do find that i still get hungry and maybe that's a, just a mental thing uh, I, I do try to car- cut out carbs uh, i know fran would not like that <laughs> as, <laughs> as much of that as, as i can and and for me it's it's uh, less about all that stuff and more about uh minimal processing right so yeah less like, processed food oh yeah yeah just the more yeah. kind of fresh and all that sort of stuff where I'll do a lot of like nuts and stuff now where, where oh, I try to That's minimize good. where there's like, if, 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 I, if there's more than like three ingredients on this thing or five ingredients, I don't even, uh, mm. I, I try to put it down. Right. So I'm, mm. I read the labels a little bit more cautiously now. I still might grab stuff because <laughs> I still like to, to treat myself once in a while. And sometimes it's hard when you, you get stuff for the kids and stuff and for the other parts of the family, right. It's just a matter of like convenience and stuff of that is, is some things are easier. But uh, where I can uh, control for myself, where uh, like I, I don't bother, I don't mind kind of eating the same thing uh, over and over again up to a certain point, right? Yeah. But definitely, I've have been uh, I've actually started buying um, some some organic stuff, right? Just uh, I don't know if it actually does anything, tastes different or or whatever. Um, but I think part of making the more proactive de- decision making or, or choices uh, ha- has been helpful. So I'm, I'm doing what I can. And that's really the most important thing is that doing what you're capable of within the bandwidth that your life, that your busy life allows you to, right? Just mm-hmm. trying to carve that space. It's only going to get harder, right? As we're at our 50s. <laughs> well, so on that note, let's get into some uh, issues that tend to come up when we're in our, uh, in our 40s. So here's, let's go through this list because I have this list right here that we have. Number one, arthritis. Have you guys actually experienced anything related to arthritis or joints? Knock on wood, uh, not really. But I do, I do notice that when uh, when I get cold, like yeah, my hands do feel a little bit sore. You know? Okay. So it's, okay. I don't think okay. I have experienced it yet. Yeah, I don't think I have either. Well, again, okay. knock on wood. Um, knock so, on wood. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope. <laughs> okay. Number two, diabetes. So sometimes I wonder, you know, me peeing at night has to do with like uh, being diabetic in a way, but I don't know exactly. Is that a symptom? Because I, I, I don't go see a doctor, so I actually don't know if it is. You haven't it used is. Dr. Google? It is actually. It, 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 it could potentially be like an overactive, uh, you know, bladder or something like that. I don't think it's overactive because I just have to pee like one time in the middle of the night, but even yeah. apparently once is, once is too many. But it, as we age, we know that going going to ha- going to pee in the middle in the middle of the night is very very common so you know half and half. which is why i think i went on that kind of one month sugar diet to see if there 
uh, sugarless diet to see if anything changed, and it didn't. So mm. uh, number three, tendonitis, uh, swelling of the joints in the tendon area when you move it, um, likely to occur when it's overused. I have not had yeah. experience with this. Yeah, no, yeah. that's no one will never until I'm 120. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, next is high blood pressure. Yeah, I've had this. Mm. That was when I was pretty sedentary and I got that, uh, yeah, playing the volleyball, that sort of thing. That's basically the, the wake up call. So yeah, definitely had that. Now it's, well, the checkup I did pre-COVID was back to normal. Um, mm. The checkups before, but uh, who knows now? <laughs> Hopefully it's, it's, it's stabilized. Yeah, a oh. few months ago I did a check and uh i thought you said was, you didn't go to a doctor <laughs> no my my parents had a kit okay oh. like the blood the, the blood pressure machine uh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. i actually used it for a week and the first time we used it it showed that i was extremely high mm. to almost a dangerous level to the point my my mom was kind of going going crazy <laughs> uh, but then but then throughout the course of the week we kept doing it and monitoring it and it eventually came back down so we don't know if it was some kind of um, you know, one-time event at the time, but it definitely came back down to kind of a more normalized level, though still probably on the slightly uh, above average end. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know maybe, if it's a consistent thing or not. Maybe you should just go to a, not an urgent care clinic, but a clinic and just... Just to take a just official just, reading. Yeah. Mm. That's right. Go through a health check. Yeah. Mm. They used to have them at like the drugstores the shoppers drug mart you could go in and stick your oh that's right that right yeah. so I, I don't know if with covid but it's also self -ad it's self-administered right so i don't know if it's the <laughs> same problem fair enough yeah <laughs> number five occasional impotence i'm gonna say i have not experienced that nope <laughs> ditto i've been good all right next is high cholesterol so luki you mentioned you yeah. did experience that so I think it was along the same time as the, with the high blood pressure. So they're kind mm. of hand in hand with, I think is without the exercise, it, it kind of went a little bit overboard and with the exercise back and, and maybe a little bit better eating that sort of thing. Uh, mm. it's, it's under control now and, and hopefully on, on the improvement. Kurt. Nope. Any, no high cholesterol. Good. Mm. Uh, next higher body mass index. Um, so I've never had an issue with BMI. So what about you guys? Well, I think by virtue of height and weight, irrespective of of your your muscle mass to, to the fat content, I think that can discriminate against certain people. And like for me, I I get close to that like upper level, but oddly enough, if like if I don't exercise and I reduce my muscle mass, I actually can drop down to like a more normal level. But that's kind of counterproductive, right? So mm. I do I do have issues with that. But not in the way that like, you know, like I'm obese. I'm just like bumping into that like non-normal level. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm haven't had issues with that. But again, I'm, I'm not too fussed on the whole BMI type of thing because it's mm. like some people like muscle weighs more than fat, mm. <laughs> right? Is, is essentially it. So if, if you're more compact, then, then you could uh, weigh, weigh more than someone who's a little bit larger, but uh, like and less dense, so to speak, right? So, um, but yeah, I, I've never had issues with that. I, I'm generally on the, the, the okay side of it. So these two go hand in hand, uh, vision problems and hearing loss. Have you guys found that as we aged that your vision has actually deteriorated or not, um, as well as your hearing? So I've actually been 
feeling pretty fortunate that my vision has remained pretty stable for the last couple of years. And I don't know why. I mean, I still look at the screen a lot, but uh, maybe it's just a function of of getting to a stable zone. I'm, I'm not an op- optometrist, but I was told that your older glasses, like if, if you're the glasses with a lower prescription, actually become useful again as you age because mm. you start to actually end up I'm sure I'm not saying it correctly, but it, it ends up becoming useful again. Yeah, I think pre, pre-COVID, my, my optometrist was like, yep, same as last year, same as last year, same for, and that was consistent. Now, during COVID, um, well, I guess the last appointment, it was a little bit more, yeah, there's probably some slight change because probably two, way more time on the screen, that sort of thing. I still spent a lot. Um, so I don't know, are those problems? Maybe it's early signs. Don't know. Time, time will tell. Um, but yeah, I, I, my my hope is that it'll just uh, correct itself as we kind of return back to normal and stuff like that, right? So hearing, oh, sorry, what'd you say? <laughs> yeah, hearing. <laughs> Good one. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm, I'm, I was okay with that one. So, um, but yeah, who knows? Yeah, yeah I think no, I'm okay with hearing. Yeah, no hearing loss yet. And uh, on the vision side, I've always been pretty good. I've never had glasses, still don't. Damn, man, you save a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but everything kind of covers anyways. Your, your insurance kind of covers that even if I needed to. I only had ever had one pair of glasses and the they just suggested if I was driving like at night, then I could wear it just to get a little bit more clarity. Mm. So when I do put on glasses while driving, it is clearer, but maybe I would say like 10% clearer. So it's not it's not crazy. But you don't see an optometrist just like you don't because they're a doctor, right? <laughs> yeah, no, I don't always I, I have seen optometrists in the past, but okay. uh, I have not in the last, you know, since COVID. Sure. So, yeah. yeah, I think that's it. I think generally looking at, you know, the list of items, I, I feel like we're still in, in fairly decent shape, guys. But who knows? As you alluded to, Fran, <laughs> uh, there could be a 50% decline over the next 20 years. Or who knows? Yeah. Yeah, when we get to 60 going on 18, then uh, <laughs> the podcast might be a little bit different. <laughs> yeah. I, I did read something about how the Merck manual, it's the, the definitive sort of standard manuals in, in medical education. There are three definitions for age. One is like like how like how old you are, like the number, and one is like biologic, like how your body, by virtue of its wear and tear and its normal course of, of use, like you feel a certain way and like the third is like physiologic it's like how you feel like your your mindset mm-hmm. and i guess we're all 18 year olds lukey's maybe like even better like 16 because you know <laughs> nah, okay to be mantra. i don't need to be 16 that seems to be the most important thing is that keeping a a, a positive mindset a, a youthful mindset but still knowing the dangers of how our bodies are are behaving just by virtue of its wear and tear, uh, keeping that balance will probably, uh, hopefully, save save us and hopefully our listeners um, some some heartache, you know, and and sort of like hopefully avoid tearing an ACL or things like that. I'm actually uh, reading a book called Lifespan right now, which apparently, well, I, I'm only halfway through it, but that it apparently talks about like the keys to to slowing and, and maybe even uh, reversing aging well maybe not reversing but like like uh, delaying it and all that sort of stuff and like like mindset is definitely one of those those key ones right um so yeah i'll, I'll let you know what else it comes up with <laughs> cool all right well that is a good 
spot to wrap up. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, we hope you got a little bit of, of knowledge and some laughter from our discussion. And uh, we hope to see you guys uh, soon. See you later. That wraps up another episode of 40 Going on 18. We would love to hear what you think. Leave us your comments on our Instagram at 40 Going on 18 Podcast or become a patron. Links are available on our Instagram page. Thanks and have a great day.